Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. I'm Satya Sundaram from Mint's personal finance team. Have you heard of Gift City? Let's start with the full form. It is Gujarat International Finance Big City located at Gandhinagar, Gujarat. It is India's first international financial services center, IFSC. Now what is International Finance Center? A few nations set up a separate specific area within the country where financial services are provided to people in other countries. In India, financial services in other than Indian currency are offered to foreign nationals from gift city. Take for example Dubai. It has DIFC, Dubai International Financial Center. where wide range of financial institutions including banks insurance companies asset management firms do transactions in currency other than uae dirham why am i talking about this now because we observed a trend in gift city several portfolio management services firms that cater to high net worth individuals are setting up shop in gift city in this podcast we'll learn why they are preferring a gift city also the tax benefits that both pmss and investors get by going through gift city to speak about it we invited mr kunal sawani partner at cyril amarchand mangalas a law firm in india let's invite him welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started with your money journey Hello Kunal thank you so much for joining us today Hi Chatya Kunal uh, before we get into the conversation why don't you tell our listeners on what you look after in your firm and also specifically about when it comes to gift city what do you look after First of all thank you for uh, having me on board so you know I'm sure you're aware of our firm like I'm partner with Sri Lamachan Mangaldas and I'm part of uh, the private client practice and I also look after the tax practice in the firm uh so largely you know very quickly in terms of the private client practice uh, we help all our atni and uh, all foreign clients uh with respect to their private wealth uh which ranges from you know basic requirement of setting up a, or having a trust in india private trust or any of your family constitutions uh to you know even if they want to set up a will or you know uh, any sort of personal related aspects uh so private client practice is a end to end solution for uh, our entire hni uh, and promoter uh, uh, when it comes to tax you know again we as a firm we are purely into tax advisory services uh, nothing on to the compliance but on the advisory side again it's an end to end solution uh, maybe it uh, uh, any queries related to an individual or to a corporate mna uh, to an international outbound or cross border transaction Uh, so we are a one-stop shop when it comes to the uh, tax advisory services. Uh, coming on to the gift city uh, again, you know, gift city is uh, again uh, both the HNIs and tax elements. Uh, as we are aware, the government has been uh, pushing uh, gift city and incentivizing uh, gift city uh, pretty much in every budget. We would see that some or the other additional advantages uh, have been passed on to the gift city. and which is where tax is again is one of the major key drivers uh for gift city uh so you know pretty much every uh, second day we have a matter uh, which is related to the gift city 
uh, we have a, sp- a separate office and a partner who sits in Gift City. So, you know, we have that added advantage of having a physical presence in Gift City. Uh, so that, that that's where we are. Understand, sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, talk to anybody from the Gift City and uh, they have great things to say about this, right? I mean, they say it's the next big thing and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, because from India, you know, if you see India has moved uh, to a great extent, right? From, you know, the mindset where uh, the tax authorities always used to view uh, the taxpayers from a non-compliance perspective. I think this is a separate jurisdiction, you know, it's a, it's a small uh, SEZ uh, part uh, which has been cowed out and a total free hand has been given to the special authority, which is the IFSCA. Uh, so, you know, for all the taxpayers, it's, it's you know, it's a one-stop shop. You don't have to run around with different regulators or when it comes to tax, uh, you know, uh, as you're aware that one of the key advantage of setting up uh, a, a office or a service uh, in a Griff City is that you can avail 100% tax exemption for a period of 10 years out of 15-year tax period. Uh, which again the client is uh, free, the taxpayer is free to choose uh, which 10 years they want to choose from this. So Gift City is definitely a top of the town and actually you know uh, people are now actually implementing and they are moving to the Gift City as against to you know only discussion or preliminary uh, inquiries uh, that we used to see. So this is actually happening uh, and it's, it's, it's a big move uh, which uh, we also see. That's interesting to know. Could you also tell us uh, how our gift city is compared to maybe other IFSCs like uh, DIFC, which is Dubai International Financial Center? Uh, so, uh, uh, gift city, uh, I would say it is pretty much on lines of uh, DIFC. Uh, the difference would be that you know DIFC uh, as a jurisdiction, they have been there uh, since ages. And, uh, you know, which is where I was telling you that India has now actually moved uh, from, you know, uh, taxing to incentivizing. Uh, like traditionally, we have always heard about, you know, Dubai as a tax-free jurisdiction. Uh, of late, you know, on a global basis, there has been, uh, you know, UN cry about uh, having these kind of, uh, you know, tax-free policies. Uh, so which Dubai uh, in the recent past they had also agreed that they will try and follow a global minimum tax uh, and, tr- and to which they have gone ahead and also introduced a corporate tax uh, in Dubai. Having said that, uh, in order to still incentivize more and more HNIs, they have these separate uh, regimes and you know these separate uh, uh, jurisdictions, uh, one of which is like DIFC wherein they are offering similar tax advantages, which is almost like a zero tax uh, policy uh, to any investors. Uh, and which has been, you know, traditionally DIFC has been flourished and uh, that is one of the key reason uh, why we have seen that so many promoters and HNIs, they have uh, set up their offices, their holding companies in DIFC. Uh, in fact, uh, they have uh, a lot of families have also actually moved uh, to Dubai. Uh, similar jurisdiction has been Singapore uh, and in, in those lines, you know, I think Indian government has realized that, you know, there is a capital flight from the country 
and you know in order to retain uh, these capital and the you know the think tank uh, the hnis and the promoters who are actually you know they are they are the base for any capital uh, intensive uh, jurisdiction like india is in a situation where it's in a growing phase and they require capital and unless you incentivize these hnis and all our hnis to invest and retain money in india uh, that is not possible and which is where we see that you know give city is a, a step in the right direction uh, and you know going forward uh, hopefully we see that you know maybe give city will overtake uh, difc oh that's really nice <laughs> that's really nice to know and uh, what is it about uh, pms uh, kunal uh, the portfolio management services firm setting up shop in give city yeah that's uh, you know again uh, satya this uh, move is again uh, pretty much tax driven just to uh, give you a brief background uh, in the past uh, you know all these investors uh, they wanted to invest uh, in indian equities and unlisted space and you know there are these different products uh, which are available uh, pms is one of uh, those you know best product which has been available however if uh, any of these pmss if they were to set up their entity in india uh, then they were subjected to tax in india and again you know from an era where uh, the tax rates even for corporates used to be as high as 35% things have moved down and uh, you know now we have tax rates in the range of 22 to 25% but you know old uh, old days uh, back uh, at then in order to uh, you know have their tax plans in place all of these pms uh, entities they used to set up their uh, companies in tax friendly jurisdiction like singapore uh, dubai mauritius uh, the advantage was that you know whatever services fees uh, that they used to incur uh, from these services that used to be taxed either at a nil rate or at a negligible rate you know like singapore Uh, the tax rates are as low as 15% and on top of that again they have their local incentive schemes whereby you know uh, these pms entities could uh, you know uh, effectively they can structure their uh, affairs in a manner that they don't have to actually pay tax now within this the indian government did realize that a lot of these uh, pmss and these entities which have been run they have been run by you know it's an indian talent Uh, there are these you know indian portfolio managers who actually fly down uh, to this jurisdiction uh, they move to this jurisdiction uh, and a lot of these wealth was actually really managed either for india or for asia uh, pacific uh, region uh, and you know that's what based on the feedback then the government realized and uh, which is where you know they have brought down this regime in fact for the pms service providers under the indian income tax law they have specifically carved out that if any portfolio manager who has already set up his shop uh, outside the country and if they are willing to come back to india they have listed down certain norms uh, specific criteria so you know if those uh, pms service providers if they meet those norms they can move their entire operation from offshore to india without any tax leakages Uh, so that's that's you know, an example uh, of such uh, rules 
Yeah, so one the criteria which they have provided. So the gift city uh, is something which you know they have provided. The criteria is that the fund managers who are sitting there, uh, they should uh, have certain percentage investment in the fund itself. Like you know these PMS uh, managers, when they what the funds which they are operating, they should have certain percentage of their own investments. in those uh, in 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 the fund which they are managing uh, another criteria if i recall right is that you know the fund should be more than 100 crore uh, and you know, and similar there is a whole list of uh, activities which has been provided and what they have incentivized that you know if you move uh, so basically you know for moving uh, from their entity obviously you either have to sell those investments and come back and uh, set up a new entity in india and buy those shares instead of that they can even move you know set up just a new entity and move their investments from those offshore jurisdiction to this jurisdiction and you know whatever income that these pms service providers they earn that won't be subject to tax understand it it's it's more of uh, making them more accountable and uh, you know having more skin in the game kind of a, uh, a provisions right exactly understood understood you kunal you also touched upon uh, you know the benefits of setting up a unit in uh, give city which is a uh, 10 years of tax exemption or the tax deduction on the profits or the income earned uh, can we focus on that part are there any other uh, tax benefits uh, that a unit that is set up in the give city can have including pmss yeah so uh, a couple of them uh, and you know let me give you an example uh, from a comparative basis like if a PMS was set up, uh, let's say in Mumbai or Delhi, which is a mainland. You know, after the gift city, they call that as a mainland, and gift city as uh, the gift city, the the SZ uh, oh, land. Interesting. Yeah. If a PMS, if a PMS entity was set up, let's say in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, or any of the cities, the whatever income, the service fees that the PMS entity would make out of these services. that could have been subject to tax in india uh, again the rate would vary there are different regimes under the corporate but it would be in the range of around 25% plus a charge so that's the first tax which would have been applicable second whatever services uh, they are rendering that uh, would attract a goods and service tax the gst so a client which opts for any of these pms services the fees that he pays in addition to the fees he would be subject to 18% of gst now uh, these are the two main you know one is a direct tax and the other is a indirect tax now for both these taxes they have incentivized uh, provisions under the gift city regime so if the same pms is now set up in the gift city then on the income part as i said the pms service provider can choose that out of any 10 uh, sorry out of any 15 years they can claim 100% exemption of their income for any 10 years out of it so typically again what happens is that whenever whenever a pms goes and sets its shop uh, you know initial period are still you know maybe a struggling phase or you know still they are uh, getting into they are breaking even on their numbers so maybe for the initial years they may choose not to opt for any of these exemption and the year from which they see that you know they are in profits they can start choosing 
these exemption and for a period of 10 year their income will not be subjected to tax uh, having said this there is one point uh, of caution uh, while you know they have been exempted from income tax uh, there is a basic uh, tax which is called a minimum alternate tax uh, which is still payable by these pms service providers <clears throat> however uh, the rate which has been applicable is uh, quite nominal uh, the rate applicable to them is 9% which again on a mainland india if uh, the pms service provider was subjected to mat the rate would have been uh, as high as 15% so from a direct tax perspective they get a 10 year uh, exemption uh, from their profits from direct tax with a applicable 9% uh, mat Uh, coming on to the indirect tax, that is a GST, which I mentioned that otherwise it would have been 18% on the service fees. Uh, this fees is something which is uh, largely totally exempt uh, under the gift city uh, regime. Uh, however, this exemption of GST is largely applicable for non-resident uh, investors. uh so the pm service provider when they are rendering services to any of their non resident clients then uh, gst of 18% is not applicable however if they were to render the similar services to a indian uh subscriber to an indian investor then you know this gst might get applicable so largely you know these are the main key tax benefits understood yeah Now let's talk about uh, you know investors and the benefits of investing in a PMS in Gift City, Kunal. Uh, so the minimum investment amount in a PMS outside Gift City is fifty lakh rupees. We know that. So what is it in Gift City? What is the minimum amount uh, of investment for a PMS in Gift City? So as of now, last that I am uh, aware of is uh, USD one lakh fifty thousand. So that that's the minimum uh, amount. that an investor has to look at uh, to invest in the gift city pms so that means it is uh, open only for uh, people who are really really rich very rich people yes exactly so i i think uh, the way we look at is the in the mindset of the government is that right now you know they look at the hnis and ultra hnis who have this appetite to take this kind of risk uh, so you know maybe over the period once uh, things are settled they see what are the returns uh, that people are looking at i'm sure uh, this will gradually come down brilliant look forward for that anyways uh, for investors um, you know what are the kind of tax benefits uh, you know when 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 we hear about gift city all we can think about is tax benefits that the government is giving to investors so you know what is the kind of uh, tax benefit that and uh, let's let's uh, first talk about um, non resident investors So, what are the tax benefits that they would get if they invest in a PMS in the gift city? Uh, first, a PMS which is investing outside India, and also about uh, you know uh, an investor investing in a PMS that is investing in India. Yeah, sure. So, uh, see the, the idea of gift city and incentivizing uh, uh, these uh, taxpayers is mainly to make it a financial hub. and to attract more and more uh, you know talent uh, which is related to and to finance now the incentive for the investors over here is that any non resident investors who invest in pms in a gift city uh, 
which in turn invests or advises uh, the client for their offshore uh, portfolios that would not be subjected to tax so it's a zero uh, tax even though you are utilizing the services of a pms service provider who is sitting in a gift city which is effective even though it is connected to india but because it's a complete uh, non resident to non resident and offshore investments it's not subject to tax in india but what this does is that you know this provides a good platform for pms service providers while sitting in gift city to attract more and more non resident clients uh to avail their services over here now for the same set of investors which is non resident uh, investors if they are availing the services of pms service provider for or intern investments in india so let's say you know the the pms uh, is, is supposed to invest on the uh, bse or nec and on the list trade on listed stock exchanges or you know invest in other aifs or any unlisted space in india then those non residents would be subjected to tax in india but you know let's be mindful that you know this is not a detrimental thing this is similar like you know if the non resident investor would have directly invested in this listed space or any of these unlisted space the tax regime remains the same uh, in fact okay. the non resident investor uh, would still be eligible to claim any treaty relief Uh, just to give you an example, like you know, if a person is investing in any sort of debt investment, uh, and, and he, the person is eligible to claim a treaty benefit, then whatever is the beneficial tax rate under the applicable uh, treaty, uh, the investor would be subject to tax only under that regime. Let's say when an investor is invested in any debt portfolio, uh, then again in under the Indian regime, there are two kinds of uh, tax rates which might be applicable. One is a twenty percent. uh tax rate and the another is 40% in case of interest income that they earn now uh if the person is coming from singapore and let's say the india singapore treaty provides for a 15% uh tax rate uh beneficial tax rate for a person who is resident of singapore then whatever interest income is earned by such ta- uh, singapore tax resident would be subjected to tax only at 15% and not at 20 or 40% right okay understand and uh, talking about the first category of investors uh, kunal uh, foreign invest investors coming and investing in gift city which will further go and invest uh, globally that may not be the uh, case generally right because foreign nationals already they may have been uh access to you know more number of global funds already from their particular uh resident country itself so that may not be the case unless the fund managers in the gift city performed really really well compared to the global other funds right you know in order to incentivize and you know try and get that kind of uh, investors as well uh the regime clearly specifies that you know even if the pms service provider is sitting in gift city and if he is able to handle this kind of thing it would be tax neutral uh but yes but this is subject to commercials uh, you know if they can really perform well then only they'll be able to attract that kind of investors sure now this may also open uh, gates for the foreign fund managers to come and set up their shop in india right in the gift city yes uh 
in fact, you know, uh, at least my understanding has been the intention is to get these uh, foreign fund managers uh, back in India. You know, either those who have been you know directly or indirectly connected to India, or even those who are not connected to India, to try and bring the global expertise in the financial service industry to India. So, you know, what we discussed right now was more for the non-resident investors. So, even for Indian investors, uh, the HNI and Ultra HNIs. Uh, you know, and they are the ones who really want to have a balance in their portfolio. You know, they want to split their portfolio in rupee terms and dollar terms. And, you know, they frequently use their uh, LRS and, uh, you know, have these overseas bank accounts. And once, you know, the funds are remitted under LRS, obviously they want to invest and they look at these different financial products. Now for, you know, uh, undertake all these sort of investments and LRS and everything, uh, typically, uh, you know, individuals had to travel or, you know, even in order to understand, uh, have those annual meetings or, you know, uh, the review meetings of these portfolios and everything. Uh, they had to travel or, you know, now obviously post-COVID, uh, you know, we have these digital and Zoom meetings. But prior to that, you know, in our experience, uh, people used to travel to those jurisdictions and have those physical meetings. Uh, now, uh, with Gift City having here and, you know, we having these foreign fund managers sitting in Gift City, it's absolutely easy. Like, you know, instead of one meeting in a year, now you can have multiple meetings uh, during the year. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, convenient for Indian investors to take advantage of these expertise and uh, get the advantage of global investment and diversify that portfolio. Understood. Great. And what about uh, tax benefits for Indian investors, uh, Kunal? India still is a developing country, so they still want uh, taxes and we as residents continue to contribute towards that. So okay. if we invest uh, through the gift city or anything, we still continue to pay tax on our incomes. Uh, you know, obviously, the Indian tax residents are subject to global uh, income tax in India. Uh, but yes, you know, we, we still have the advantage that, you know, these investments, if they're capital investments, uh, then we are still taxed at a beneficial rate of 20% uh, for even, uh, let's say, if our investments are held for more than 24 uh, months. So if we are sitting if in India... If the PMS invests then, outside India. Yes, so so we sitting mm. in India, PMS, let's say we have invested in stocks of Amazon or Netflix or any of those, uh, you know, uh, stocks which are listed on US exchange or London uh, exchange or Singapore. And if we are holding those uh, investments for more than 24 months uh, and we make those gains, uh, we would be taxed at 20%, uh, which is the beneficial rate as compared to our normal slab rates, you know, and typically for HNIs, that tax rate goes as high as 34% or uh, 42%. Sure, sure. Understand. So it's basically for, uh, you know, to encourage foreign investors also to come to India and uh, invest in India. So it's it's both ways, uh, Satya. So for foreign investors, obviously, this gives them, incentivizes them, encourages them that, you know, uh, you come to the gift city, uh, have this, you know, zero tax uh, policy for 10 years. And in fact, you know, while they are here, uh, if you see the tax exemption is for 10 years. Uh, somewhere, you know, in our conversations, what I also understand is that, you know, with this 10 years, uh, this gives these foreign players an opportunity to come and understand uh, the India opportunity in much more detail without being worried about, uh, you know, the applicable taxes and the complexities. 
and uh, obviously yeah. you know the opportunity in india is much uh, bigger uh, in fact uh, right now also we are seeing clients who are uh, you know thinking about uh, you know they've already set up their shops in gift city and they are thinking about you know expanding their operations to entire india so it is a it's a starting point and conversely even for uh, indian residents uh, to have this you know uh, the exposure of foreign markets why you are uh, you know at the convenience of foreign market while sitting in india of course yeah that can't be ruled out yeah true sure Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Kunal. Uh, this is really, really interesting. What we have learned is uh, uh, our readers have a lot of interest uh, in the gift city. So thank you so much for explaining this uh, concept to us. And uh, I really, really hope that uh, Indian AIFC becomes as popular as uh, DIFC. And as you mentioned, it could also be better than uh, DIFC in the long run. Yeah, definitely. We we are also hopeful for that. And at least the way we see, it's just a matter of time. Uh, we should reach there sure thanks kunal thank you so much thank you thank you that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at satya sontanam s a t y a s o n t a n a m or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.